Welcome to Between the Horns, everyone. It's Monday Night Football at San Francisco this week for your Los Angeles Rams. And our show is presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, proud partner of the L.A. Rams. I'm J.B. Long, joined by my broadcast partners. First, DeMarco Farr. He's with me here in downtown Los Angeles at L.A. Live. I want to thank all of our veterans today, of course. DeMarco, I believe that means no school for your youngest. Am I correct? Yes, on my heels from the word go this morning. But yes, thank you for your service. Thank you for your sacrifice. Uh, Look, we talk about football. This is great, but we wouldn't be able to do it without our beloved veterans. So thank you for your service. No doubt. Yep, I'm in the same boat, uh, playing father and broadcaster uh, all in one day. Glad to do it. Let's bring in Maurice Jones-Drew next as well. The burning question on every Between the Horns. How's the mic setting on MJD? (laughs) How's he hearing? How's he sounding? Let's give it a go. Oh yeah, guys! First of all, uh, I'm back. Oh, nice. It's a little. It was a little hectic before the show started, but we were able to bounce back. And um, you know, I'm, I'm excited, man. It's, it's an exciting time to be a Rams fan. It's an exciting time for football because my little youth football team were in the Turkey Bowl. Who doesn't want to play ball when it's cold? I don't know. So I can't wait. Is that the Super Bowl <laughs> of, of youth football, Maurice? The Turkey Bowl? Yeah, JB. Yes, we're in the Turkey Bowl. We're the one seed. Is ready, you know, and this is the crazy part because no one has school today. Practice has been moved up, so uh, we're ready to go. One week of preparation or two, like the real Super Bowl? Only one, only okay. one. Good luck on Saturday, and then we look forward to seeing you at Levi Stadium on Monday. How about the uh, third member of our panel today? She's new to the program, she's not new to the Rams, though. If you've been to SoFi Stadium, you've seen her as the in game host in Inglewood. We welcome Cameron Irwin. Cameron, how are you? Oh my goodness. So, so good and so thrilled to be joining you guys. I watch this every single week and I've been waiting for my moment and now I actually get to hang out with you guys. So super thrilled wow. to be a part of the show. All right. Which one of those musical instruments are you going to play for us in your <laughs> debut appearance on Between oh, the Horns? That's a great question. The uke probably is the first to come off the wall, but uh, you know, I think you guys got to earn that first. Defar, what is what does Cameron need to know about her first 49ers week? Uh, well, uh, it goes it's a rivalry that goes all the way back. Um, it's tough. Uh, their fan the fan bases do not get along. The players do not get along. Um, it's heated no matter how bad either team is during the year. Like the 49ers are down. The Rams are pretty good. It does not matter once you kick off. I mean, it's it's historic. Like I said, they'll be ex-Niners there lining the field, and they'll all be out there rooting on their squad. Same thing here when they come to town here. All the ex-Rams show up. It's a big deal, man. I would bet that every ex-Ram I've ever interviewed, talked to, or met all have scars from this football team and a, a level of get back from this football team. So this is a big deal. So uh, it counts for this year, but it counts in history as uh, for this rivalry. It's, it's a big deal. MJD, what is the state of San Francisco? I mean, on the one hand, it seems like they're down and out. They've fallen well off of their Super Bowl or bust expectations, but that seventh seed in the NFC is still there for the taking, and their schedule is still one of the softest. If they were to win Monday night, I think they might even be the favorite to go get it. Well, I think the biggest thing with, with the Niners is there's so many injuries, right? They they have guys that have been banged up. You just lost your right tackles out for the season with a quad injury. Uh, you're on your second or third runner. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo's not playing well. Uh, Brent Ayuk is not playing well. That Really, to be honest, the bright spots on the offensive side is Debo Samuel and 
George Kittle. That's it. Defensively, they're playing me and you right now are playing corner. I mean, Josh Norman's been in the league since I've been in the league. Uh, he's out there starting for him. So they're trying to match play. But this is kind of the, the the issue with the Rams offensive line. And we saw it last week against the Tennessee Titans. Those strong interior linemen give them trouble. They 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 hurt them. So uh they still have those guys that they've drafted. Um Eric Armstead is there, uh Javon Kinlaw is still there. Those are guys that are big, stronger dudes that kind of push guys around. So it's going to be another challenge for this offensive line to see if they can bounce back from what happened last week. But at the end of the day, you're right. The NFC is kind of all over the place. But right now, the Niners have to be able to weather the storm of injuries that they've had. All right, so coming off that disappointing Sunday night football loss to Tennessee, Cameron, what do you think Sean McVay and his group went back to work on? What's at their grease board this week as they prepare to bounce back against San Francisco? Well, I think Maurice just mentioned it. I think the offensive line is one area of focus for sure. And one of the things I actually took from talking to some coaches earlier on in the year is there's no winning and losing. There's winning and learning. And I think the Rams learned a lot from that loss, and especially on the offensive line, especially coming up the middle. It was interesting to see what the Titans did defensively, just bringing four and then also I watched some of those sacks, especially the ones early on, and I was actually kind of impressed by the Titans' defense and their ability to kind of weave in and pick off offensive linemen. So honestly, I think that they got a little bit back to the drawing board, you know, taking a look, and everyone says, well, it's just a one-off, but it's like, yeah, but what can we learn from this one-off because we can't have it happen come February? So I think Mm -hmm. for me, I think that's what Sean McVay and the rest of the crew is at least looking at really quickly to say, okay, assess and adjust, and then moving forward, I think that's the next big thing for them. DeMarco, they built so much confidence on offense and defense through that four-game winning streak. We know the competition was not necessarily playoff caliber. And I don't mean to imply that they were overconfident or that they were taking Tennessee for granted. None of that in any way. But in terms of the timing in Matthew Stafford's clock, the confidence that his head coach and play caller had in him to improvise and create off schedule, might they need to recalibrate just a bit based off of the results on Sunday night? Wow, good question. Um, I would say no. I think Tennessee just played better than most people expected them to do, especially up front. Um, I would say some of those long-developing routes that were hitting for big plays for the Rams are still there. You just have to get better protection. And, I mean, like you said, who saw this coming out of Tennessee? I mean, they were absolutely dynamic, but there's no excuse. You're talking about Tennessee was a division leader coming to your house, so – They couldn't sneak up on you. Um, I would say there might have been a disturbance in the force because of the Von Miller trade. We talked about that on Monday, so that kind of distracted you, uh, kind of challenged your focus a little bit. Well, think about Tennessee. All they had to do was prepare to beat your butt. And if you watch that tape, man, that defense was all over Sean McVay. They were all over the offense. They were calling things out before it happened. So they had some tells that you didn't know about, and they played a little bit harder than you did up front. When you got going, it was close. But early on, they took it to you, and you could not recover. So credit to them. But I would not change a single thing offensively. I would not. I would have the same confidence in the guys that got beat, especially up front. They had a bad week. But I would count on them recovering this week versus the San Francisco 49ers. And, and let me let me add on to this, too, about the Tennessee Titans defense. Was there a play where a Rams player who carried the ball didn't have to get up off the football off the ground? I mean, even when they were trying to run out of bounds, they were still tackling them, making sure that they, they, they just played a physical brand of football. And sometimes that catches you off guard offensively, and you kind of have to, like DeMarco said, recalibrate a little bit and try to bounce back. But 
Uh, kudos to the Titans. I mean, Mike Vrabel said they wanted to be physical. They didn't allow the Rams any free plays. Guys were getting pressed. Guys were getting tackled. Guys are having to get up off the ground. Those things were tough. So uh, just be ready because we all know this in the National Football League. If you show any type of weakness and any type of armor, guess what? You're going to get that the next couple weeks to see if you're able to fix it. So expect the Niners to be just as physical. You know, I would actually love to pose a question here, too, because one of the things that also stood out in terms of bringing four was also their delayed rush as well. It seemed like that created a lot of issues as well. So, I mean, if you're looking forward to the 49ers, I mean, do the 49ers have some personnel that can maybe find not necessarily a blueprint against against the Rams, but maybe a little bit? Are they going to come at them in the same way? Okay, well, I had there were two targets that I, I identified that the Titans were going after on on when they were on offense, they were going after Dante Dion. When they were on defense, they were coming after Brian Allen, the center. You mentioned a lot of twist games, a lot of pick games. They were picking the center. Now, what you have to do is punch and get back. Well, Brian Allen isn't the biggest guy in the world, so they took advantage of that. Some of those delayed rushes were just delayed twists that were getting home. You have to get the ball out if you're Matthew Stafford, but the offensive line has to do a better job of passing off those games and stunts. If not, there's going to be pressure in his face all day long. But, you know, I I would doubt that the 49ers can recreate what Tennessee just did based on their personnel. I like the fact that they move Armstead inside. And this is funny. When you watch this big dude, Eric Armstead, get in a three-point stance, I swear from hand to foot, it's three yards long. That is a long man, but it takes him a long time to gather steam to get going. So it's a different sort of pass rush. They'll have a little better a little better success against him this week. But give Tennessee credit. It is a blueprint on what to do versus this offensive line if you've got the horses to pull it off. Yeah, I mean, every defense wants to be able to rush and create pressure with four or fewer. Uh, not every defense has Jeffrey Simmons and Kevin Byard on the front and the back of it. We'll see if San Francisco does. They're in a world of hurt, especially in terms of their pass defense right now. Maurice, how about this concern, this suggestion from the fan base, which is that the Rams are just too limited in their personnel packages? Another week of pure 11. I, I want to push back on that a little bit. With the injuries they sustained at some skill spots, You've got Cup, Woods, and Van Jefferson. Who are you taking off and for whom if you want to deviate from your standard 11? Well, this is, I think it was less about the personnel and more about the play-action pass. We didn't see a lot of that. When you ran the play-action pass, Stafford had time. Things were developed open. You can go. There was a lot of drop back, which we talked about the pick. So how do you eliminate the, the defensive line getting up to the quarterback? Right, You use play-action pass and those type of things. You run the ball a little bit more. You allow the line to go forward. I just thought the Rams were too comfortable this week. Again, each week is different, but this week just straight drop-back passes, right? Five steps, routes that are over 10, 12, 15 yards down the field that that take a long time to develop. You allow these bigger guys to win on some of these games. Now, if you're throwing quicker passes, they don't have that. When you talk about the the personnel, per per se, right? You say you want to go 12, two tight ends. Well, who's the second tight end you're going to put in? Right. Mm-hmm. Let's say if we go two backs, are you going to go Sony Michelle and uh, Daryl Henderson? You're going to take out Tyler Higby. You're going to take out Van Jefferson. No, you, this is your best personnel that you have. And Sean McVay does a great job of utilizing these guys going. Now, yes, sometimes Cooper Cup is blocking a defensive end. We don't like that. But also that sets up plays later down the road for when he he fakes he fakes the block and he whips back out. So you're doing a lot of things here. I don't think it's a personnel. I think more of it was just the the non-consistent running game and then and the really the lack of play action pass that was ran throughout this game you got your butt kicked tackle tackle yeah it didn't matter what happened outside of that you got your butt whipped inside period 
12, 13, 11, 10 personnel, it does not matter if that front five can't keep four guys off your quarterback. Hmm. DeMarco, how about from the defense's perspective? Man, at least until that game got a bit out of hand, it seemed like they were stifling oh. the Titans the way that we expected to. Now you got this, this Debo-Kittle conundrum coming back at you. How do you solve for it? Uh, well, I mean, I, I saved it for today, JB. I went back and watched the last 10 plays of the of the uh, the Titans game, and I'm just so frustrated with that roughing the passer call on Aaron Donald. I don't oh, know man. what the heck you want him to do. He's in the air, and it's a, it's a little love tap. I mean, my goodness, he's got pads on. I, I get it, but oh, but you, the game was in doubt. Well, look, you still had a shot. Six thirty, all three timeouts, twenty-one to nine. That game is not over. So those personal fouls really just killed you there. But defensively, I thought they did great stopping the run. Uh, I know they didn't have King Henry, but when they ran the ball at you, you did a great job stopping it, especially up front. I think Greg Gaines played every single snap, and so did Aaron Donald. So. Defensively, keep doing what you're doing and let that burn. Let that sink in. Carry that anger over to San Francisco and start the game that way. Believe me, this is not the same offense you're going to face in Tennessee, which you're going to see up in San Francisco. But Kittle coming back is going to be an issue. And I'll throw this out to you guys. This might seem like a crazy defensive strategy, but I would say why would you even try to cover Kittle with two guys? You're just wasting two guys. He's going to catch it. He is that good. You might will go singled up and and double some other guys and take them away and see if Kittle can beat you. But there's no way you can keep a lid on a guy like George Kittle. Let's just forget that. Debo Samuels, you owe him. But he's tremendous. I think outside of Cooper Cup, he's the next best guy in the NFC West. So And he's he's dangerous run and pass. And I think Ayuk, boy, if they ever get him going, that's an issue. That really is. I mean, he could be your pure receiver in that gimmick offense, that 21 offense that they use, 21 personnel offense. Offense. So I think they're starting to click at the right time. They could be just a quarterback away from being very dynamic offensively. Well, and I think you're missing out on one name, too, because Elijah, Elijah Mitchell also had a fantastic game. I mean, it's hard because you look at it, you're going, oh, he's only getting eight carries, 36 yards. But at the same time, he also had five receptions for 43 in that game against the Cardinals. So that's another bright spot. I think one of the few, few bright spots for the 49ers after that loss to the Cardinals, too. So pay attention to him in the upcoming game. Maurice, we need an audible here. What's going on? I, I know. Dude, I can't my, my, my daughter's cat just came in the room. This is Kiara. You guys met Jamarcus already. Kiara comes in, and I'm scared that she's going to start knocking stuff all off the walls. So oh, please let that happen. You see her? Like, that's why I had to grab this the uh, Sunday night trophy thing because I was like, dude, if, if, they were, if you were to break this, oh, my God, I almost have to break you. So, uh, wow. you know, Does this Kiara is have any. Does Kiara have any insights on whether or not Von Miller is going to make his Rams debut on Monday night? I listen. Hold, let me ask Kiara. Do you, Kiara? Oh, yep. That means yes. she's out. Gone. Yeah. I don't know. She left, so I don't know what that means. But um, this is a, there's this, an interesting <laughs> trade-off, though, Maurice. Right? Because you know he was not on the field his last week in Denver. You hold him out last week against Tennessee, and you got the open date after San Francisco. So you can basically give Von Miller a month off to be as close to 100% for the back end of your schedule as possible. And and, and that's what I would do, JB, because in this situation, we don't – you you know what the Niners are going to do. Let's just go ahead and say what it is. The Niners are going to run Debo Samuel on the little fly sweep. They're going to run the heck out of the ball. They're going to run toss away from Aaron Donald. They're going to force everyone else to tackle. 
Now, I hope the Rams come up with a better defensive scheme than taking Jalen Ramsey off the field and all the things that they did last year. I hope that they keep him on there because he's one of your more physical guys. But we know what the Niners are going to do. The key is you need that that extended pass rush that help later in the season. And so for me, Von Miller wouldn't I wouldn't play him this week. I would we rehab, we get him back. I'm just I'm just telling you and, and listen, I, I'm gonna tell you why. Because he's got a turnstile at tackle. Go get him. But do you think do you think they're gonna throw the ball? Do you think well, the Niners are planning to. to drop back? If I'm Raheem Morris, my game plan is to stuff the run. I don't care if I have to load the box to do it to force them to throw so I can but this get is the, that. But hold on. Let's let's go back and let's go back and what like you know this. We always talk about this. How did the Rams lose to the Niners two last year, late in the year? Oh, they got crushed on the perimeter. Debo just deboed them. So well, that's again, what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get that, but I would rather Von Miller be completely healthy for this run down the road. We'll play, we're we're gonna see them again later, but I need him to be completely healthy. I don't need him going out here in a game where guys are gonna be cutting your legs out, trying to roll you up. All these different things, and then you—he's out even longer because we need him this week. Remember, we're playing the long game. When I say I, we, I need, I, I need Vaughn for Monday night. I, I, I do. I think, I, my vote, Vaughn Miller, Monday night. Yeah. And Demarco, what you're saying is with McGlinchey, their right tackle, done for the season, Vaughn's probably going to be climbing over Leonard Floyd for some of those left edge rushes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Pick your poison. Did you guys see Marcus Golden go off against the against the uh, San Francisco offensive line? And he did it from guard and tackle. Or from from uh, over a guard and a tackle. So this is the time where you want Von Miller, where you stop the run, earn the right to get after him, and then send your NASCAR, send your rocket, send your bullets off the edge, and go after that quarterback. You need to get a win on Monday night. You need everybody on defense this week. If you're I, halfway I, healthy, get your butt out there. I hear you. I hear you on that, Demarco. But I, I completely disagree. I, I think that. I'd rather have Von Miller. We traded for you to win a championship, not to beat the Niners. Okay, that's the difference. Okay, so you lose on Monday night. That's what I'm saying. You need but I don't Von Miller think, to win games. Yes, but I don't think you need Von Von Miller to win this game. So I'm gonna actually agree with Maurice here. Sorry, Demarco. We're going two no, against one. I don't know. I don't know where JV sits on this, but I think you have to protect your investment a little bit too, right? Like I, I think we're fine. Wait, I think hold the last. On, hold I, on. So we're protecting Von Miller and sending AD out there. AD's not hurt. Everyone else AD's not hurt. He's not coming off. He's not coming off an injury right now. After nine weeks in the NFL, everybody's banged up. Everybody's got something. So if you're ready to go, if you can go, if you're 60, 70 percent. And I heard last week that if this was a playoff game, Von Miller could have gone. So if you're one week better than that, I expect you to be on the field for Monday night. Not sitting on the sidelines watching the earpiece. Cameron. I need that pass rush. This is Niners week. We have to. We have to let Demarco get this out. <laughs> this is Niners week. Okay. No, this he's, is coming he off is, an L he is, week. He is is coming off an L in this Niners week. So he's trying to go ahead and get all this out. Oh my! Yes. I get you, Demarco. I'm with you. No, I, I believe. But I think if you, you go without Don him. Miller on the field versus this team just because they're I, three and five. This I'm team not saying is I don't want him there. I'm just saying I think it's better to reserve and make sure he's healthy and ready to go for our postseason. He could have gone last week. He could have gone versus Tennessee. What would it, what, he, what it would have mattered? If he was ready to go then and you held him out because of terminology and he doesn't understand everything, that's great. Now he's had another week in this system and he's a little bit healthier, send him out. If he was Kiara, in Denver, he'd be out there. Kiara said he's out. So, yeah, oh I think Kiara left the building, doing? so I think that was the sign. It's like Groundhog Day, right? Like she just yes. appeared, so, so did Von Miller. Just left. 
if she walked just out to of the tie room. it back into George Kittle, if Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald are on the same field at the same time, might he be running fewer routes in Week Ten? You think, right? I don't That's know. That's a good way to keep him in inside or in the tackle box, right? Is send more pressure at the quarterback. That's it's more than just Von Miller going after your QB, and I love it. But it also changes their protections when he's in the game. So let me say this, and, and and you have to. We just have to go back and look. The Niners play the Rams completely different than they play anyone else. Completely different. They run plays that they don't run against other teams. They do things completely different than they play the Rams because of Aaron Donald, right? They always go away from Aaron Donald. So where, however you want to set it up, if it's Leonard Floyd over there, if it's Von Miller, whoever it may be, they're going to have to lock up with George Kittle. Oh yeah. Period. Point blank. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the toss play. They're going to run the fly sweep to uh, Debo Samuel. So if you're out there. Von Miller, he's going to get a lot of work, and it may not be a lot of pass or no rush attempts. It may not be a lot of rushing the quarterback because they're going to force you to set the edge, right? They're going to throw. So what, what's been going on? You don't think that Debo Samuel and, and, and Brandon Ayuk are, are not demanding the football, especially no. when they have someone not named Jalen Ramsey on the top of, over the top of them? Brandon Just like Ayuk, everybody else has been doing Brandon the last Ayuk two weeks? can't demand anything because he's been dropping every pass known to mankind the last two years. So he can't demand anything. Right, so that's out the window. Look, Depot Samuel can demand. He was dynamic last week. This is a dangerous offense, especially with Kittle coming back. So if you think you can save your best bullets for the playoffs, you're whistling Dixie. You're gonna need everybody. Well, the other thing about Maurice, Maurice, what you're suggesting about the style of play between San Francisco and Los Angeles, you're not wrong, but I think there's reason to believe it could be different this time around and moving forward. Because the reason the Niners have been able to lean on that game plan and have success against the the Rams is because the Rams weren't playing from in front. They weren't threatening to score 30 each matchup and they were giving the football away and allowing the Niners to have extra possession. So if you threaten them with Matthew Stafford at the controls and you build a seven or a two score lead, you know, you might have some situations where a Von Miller would be helpful. Put it that way. No, I listen, I, I, I completely (laughs) agree with all that, what you're saying, but I, again, when you're coming off an injury, and DeMarco, we've both done this, right? You just got to be careful because if he re-aggravates it or something happens, you just gave away just second and right. third. Okay. Yeah. I, and I, I love you. I love and that's this. all I'm I love saying. This conversation, but really, let me let me see you sit in the room with Jalen Ramsey in that same room, saying we're going to protect Von Miller for another week. When this is a guy you have to call timeout to get him off the field, a dude that wants to do nothing but play that's, football. Jalen, that's fine. Play football. I'm. I'm. I, this is, we have the bigger view. This is. I'm not looking at it like this. I'm looking at this whole picture. I'm a thirty thousand view guy. I'm not in. I'm not in Me it no too. more. You need to go. You need to be at eight and two when you leave San Francisco. No question. We got to be. We have to be yes. at eight and two. Cameron, right. give and us you a final thought, if you would. Get, get us know. off of this debate and give us a party. Uh, so I just, I had an interesting stat that, that kind of piqued my interest because we've been talking about Debo and all that he's capable of and whether we put Von Miller on the, on the field. So I'll give you this. The Rams have, haven't allowed a single player to amass 100 receiving yards with a combined receiving touchdown this season. I do oh. not know if that will change in this game, <laughs> regardless of whether Vaughn will be in or not. So I'm just saying, I know Debo is a beast, but our Rams defense has held up without him up to this point. And I think we will be obviously better with him. But I think we held up. What was that stat from when to when? Because I wondered, this did, year. That, did that change? With this, this year. This, this year? year? That makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. 
Yeah, they haven't been doing a horrible job, but they've been doing a great job keeping a lid on some of these best receivers, and they're getting good pressure. All right, thank you all for tuning in this week to Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota Dealers, proud partner of the L.A. Rams. Our thanks, as always, to Maurice Jones-Drew and his stable of pets, to Marco Farr, to Cameron Irwin. Looking forward to uh, her musical talents maybe on future shows. As always, if you would like to join us in SoFi Stadium this season to experience the Rams house, you have just three games left in our regular season. Go to therams.com slash tickets to purchase yours today. Therams.com slash tickets to purchase yours today. One more game for Los Angeles before their bye, before their open date. It's a rivalry showdown at Levi's against San Francisco. Looking forward to bringing you the action on Monday night. Until then, have a good rest of your week and a safe and enjoyable weekend.